Radio. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger the Van. This time, we're kind of delve a little bit into the true crime, but we're sticking true with our uh, regular episode feel of uh, Unsolved. This is Unsolved. They're all Unsolved. No one really knows what the fuck happened with all these things. We like to keep the mystery. That's right. That's right. Got the mystery going. Uh, got no answers for you because we nope. never fi- figure shit out. <laughs> that's 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 true. That's very true. Uh, before we get started today, I would like to give a shout out to uh, you know you guys have, may have noticed that when our episodes drop, the new episode gets put onto the uh, into the strange space by someone that's not me nor Joanna, but by someone named Sarah. Well, she has been doing some. Well, all of the episode art for us, which is absolutely lovely because she's significantly better at it than I am. And she's also been doing some research for us to just kind of make it a little bit easier for us. So we wanted to say thank you, Sarah. She's also my beautiful girlfriend. And so, you know, thanks, Sarah. And just an awesome human being in general. It's true. It's very true. So today we're going to talk to you about some dead people. Right. Brittany Murphy and Simon Monjack. And depending upon how much time we have, you may hear more or you may get a episode after this with some more Hollywood mayhem. We've had two Hollywood mayhems already. This makes number three, I guess. Hollywood mayhem part trois. That's right. <laughs> Mayhem Hardest. Brittany Murphy and Simon Monjack. Now, there is... That's a weird, weird case. Yes. Now, I knew... I know who Brittany Murphy is. I've seen her in, in, in several movies. So, her movie... Clueless. Yeah, Clueless. So, she was Ty in Clueless. Yes. And I actually... I'm pretty sure I saw that in the theater. Way back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, way back in the day. And it's interesting because, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Ant-Man now? He plays the main girl's brother. Okay. And he looks exactly the same. Yes. I can't believe I can't think of his name right now. Is it Paul Rudd? Yes, it's Paul Rudd. (laughs) He has not changed since, like, fucking 1995 or whatever. No, he has not. He has not. And I loved Clueless, and my daughters love Clueless now. So I was actually just telling my daughter Scarlett, like, yeah, Ty died rather mysteriously and tragically. Other movies that Brittany was in would be Eight Mile. Did you catch that one? Uh, I have not seen that one. Was she uh, Eminem's mom or wife? Uh, his girlfriend. Girlfriend, okay. His girlfriend. Is that his the girlfriend, mom was Kim, Kim Basinger. Oh, wow, yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And was, uh, so he played the girlfriend, Kim, that he raps about wanting to kill all the time? Yeah, I don't know that she was the girlfriend that he rapped about wanting to kill all the time. Oh, okay. She wasn't, like, okay. his baby's mama. She was, like, someone who, like, came in after, so, of course. I see, know. I see. Yeah. She was also in Sin City. Oh, that's right. That was a really good mm-hmm. movie. I was a big fan of King of the Hill. Yes. She voiced uh, Luann Platter on King of the Hill. Yep, that was uh, that was a really great show. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's underrated, but at the same time, I don't think it's actually as underrated as I think it is. I'm pretty sure everybody basically unanimously loves that shit. <laughs> it's a good show. I mean, I wouldn't say it was, like, my favorite. It's not something I, like, really seek out to watch, but... No, but if it's on, But if it's on, it's it. like, yeah. yeah, I watch it, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually pretty funny. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. If it's on, you watch it, but you never really put it on. <laughs> Although nowadays, it's it's hard um, to have shows like that in my life because I basically have eliminated anything where stuff just comes on for me. True. Now, now yeah. I'm just all about streaming, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Pluto yeah, is the only cable. thing that I have that <laughs> uh, isn't like that. She actually has 68 credited roles, but 
not going to go into him, I think. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know who Brittany Murphy is, you know, just, just Google her. Just go to IMDb, look her up. <laughs> I'm sure you know who she is if you, if you don't. If, if you're not 100% her, sure who she is, I'm sure if you go look her up, you'll recognize her. Probably the most famous guy that she dated would be Ashton Kutcher, who she dated in 2002. And I think this is after they made a movie, a comedy movie together. I think it was called Newlyweds. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they only dated for a few months, though. And in 2006 is when she met her husband, Simon Monchak. Now, he's kind of like a writer slash director. Uh, I feel like he spent most of the time that they were married not really working a whole lot. Um, but yeah, he she met him in 2006 and they married in April of 2007 in a Jewish ceremony in Los Angeles. She lived with her husband in a house in West Hollywood and the house she had bought from Britney Spears, another famous Britney. She bought oh, really? that house in like 2003. Mhm. Yeah. Her mother, Sharon Murphy, also lived with her and her husband, Simon. So it was the three of them, kind of Sharon house. Now, was her mom in Hollywood? Was Brittany's mother not well, or was she just taking care of her mom because she had some cash? Well, they were very close for most of her life, and her mom had actually suffered breast can from breast cancer. She was a breast cancer survivor. Okay. So I think at a time, Brittany was taking care of her and responsible over her health care. But at this point, she's just kind of living with them. I don't know, because they're really close. And I mean, when she would like go on location and stuff, her mom would travel with her. She was just kind of like one of those moms that was like always by her side. Okay. So they, it wasn't, weird i mean it was just they were homies so they They're were like homies. the gilmore girls they were homies i mean i guess some people might see it as weird and then other people are you know like hey i mean i'm I'm not the type that's like oh my mom's my best friend but then again i feel like i'm closer with my daughters than i was with with my mom so yeah totally so yeah at the time before she died it didn't seem all that weird now there is some like weird stuff that happens after her death, for sure. <laughs> Yo, well, yeah, yeah, but but so, beforehand, the whole the, everything else was up just, until this like, point, okay, this everything fine, yeah. you know. I mean, nothing really seems out of the ordinary. It's really after she died that kind of like all of this stuff about like uh, her life in the last few years because she was only married, I think, for like she died in December. She died. She died December twentieth, two thousand nine. So just short of uh, being married three years to Simon Monchak. Who I didn't know who the hell was, except for about this whole deal. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I don't think a lot of people would know who he was if it wasn't for Britney. But I mean, that's, that's Hollywood for you. I mean, the people that true enough that you know are are behind the scenes are are very rarely mentioned or known. Well, I wonder if maybe Hollywood yourself. I wonder if maybe he was because he was from someplace else, right? He was from a different country. He was from England. Yeah. Okay, so I wonder if maybe British people knew him better. Could be. Could be. Now, on the night she died, this is from an article in Biography.com, and this is, uh, go, you know, kind of quoting from an article that a family friend, Alex Block, wrote about the night of her death and just about a lot of things surrounding her death. To quote Alex Block, it said, the, the electric power kept going out and the backup generator failed. And they were running around using flashlights. They didn't want to use candles because the husband, Simon, had an oxygen machine. He had an oxygen mask for sleep apnea. So, Oh, right. What do yeah. they call that? Like a CPAP or something? Yeah, a CPAP device. Now that's, and now this is in West Hollywood, right? Yes. So not a thing that normally happens in West Hollywood. Yeah. Normally, you got pretty reliable electricity uh, along with everything else. Right. It says, on her final night, Brittany was gasping for breath, her lips turning blue from a lack of oxygen as her lungs filled with fluid. 
She took an, the antibiotic Biaxin, migraine pills, cough medicine, and an over-the-counter nasal spray. On the day she died, now this would be like the next morning, she had also taken an anti-depression drug. It was the generic for Prozac, an anti-seizure drug, Clonopin, and an anti-inflammatory, as well as a beta blocker that Simon gave her, and some Vicoprofen to ease pain from her period. God damn. That was That's a, a fistful lot. of pills. That was a yeah. fistful of pills. Now these are all either over-the-counter or prescription. Uh, her autopsy didn't show any illegal substances. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, if it's it even if it's an awful not, lot. I mean, even if it's not something that's, you know, insidious, like she's not trying to get fucked up from it. She's just trying to feel better. But still, it's like that's a lot of chemicals. That is, it is a quite a few. shitload of chemicals. That is very that is a huge amount of, of drugs to be taken. Beta blocker, anti-inflammatory, anti-seizure, antibiotics, migraine pills, cough medicine, pain medication. Yeah, not, uh, and some of those are fairly heavy duty. Klonopins are fairly heavy duty. Klonopins are really heavy duty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people take those recreationally. Right, and then anti-inflammatories, beta blockers, Prozac, I mean, Jesus Christ. It, I know. It's a whole lot. As I've I feel like it would be common knowledge not to take that many pills, but at the same time, if you're just getting fucking hit with all this fucking shit one after the other, you're sick, you're having your period, you got all this pain, and you're just like taking these things you normally take for these issues, it's just like a perfect storm or something. Yeah, I think she felt really shitty, and, and maybe it kind of gets to a point where she's just kind of being you know, given whatever is put in front of your, well, here, try this, try that. Yeah, yeah. See if this this makes you feel better. Oh, it doesn't. Here, take something else. She collapsed on the bathroom floor and apparently said to her mother, I'm dying, I'm going to die. Mommy, I love you. Her mom called 911 at that point, but it was too late. She stopped breathing. She wasn't breathing when the paramedics got there. She was rushed to Cedar Cyanide and pronounced dead at 10.04 a.m. Goddamn. Yeah. And now people thought she was on real drugs, like people thought, for, drugs. Yeah, and I mean, that was a rumor that kind of plagued her throughout her whole career because she was very petite and at times really super skinny. And, of course, anytime that happens, everyone's like, oh, well, she's doing a bunch of coke. Her husband at some point said that uh, she had a heart murmur, and she actually would have never done anything like that because she would have been terrified to take any kind of stimulant like that. Oh, I mean, yeah, it of was her, of her heart condition. It was something both her. She lived with her, her her whole life. Obviously, both of her parents knew about it. Yeah, it was, it was something they knew. She was she would not have taken something like that because it could kill her fucking dead. Cocaine is a powerful stimulant. Mm -hmm. It may be the most powerful stimulant. I'm not sure, but it's uh packs a punch. It does, and I mean, even if you don't have any heart tr troubles, it has uh, it, it can definitely give you a heart attack. Oh yeah, it's killed. Uh, cocaine has killed many people. Chris Farley, I believe. Many, many people. Yes, it did. John kill Belushi Chris or uh, uh, Jim Belushi? No, wait. Uh, John Belushi. John Belushi. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many. Many, many, many people. Yeah, as far as I know, she never did any cocaine recreationally. It's possible she might have had an eating disorder, but. I mean, really, like, who in Hollywood doesn't? Like, Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's easy to get into that. And I'm sure, she, I mean, it could have been developed because at first, um, like, when she was, like, Thai and Clueless, I mean, she was a little bit chubbier. But, you know, you're not going to land, like, the big important roles if you're, you know, not like a size two. And when you say chubbier, you of course mean chubbier in Hollywood standards. Right, not exactly. Not in real life standards. Not, not where something. Still right. looked like she needed a fucking sandwich. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm not saying, uh, you know, chubbier as uh, what I, I would consider uh, to be overweight. Yeah. No. But in but but if you if you stood her up next to the other skeletons. Yes. Um, <laughs> Truth. She looked like she wasn't just bone. 
Well, an autopsy would reveal that her cause of death was deferred at first before they got all the the toxicology results back. And it basically just showed all, all the drugs that I had listed off to you. And then she had severe anemia, which was due to excessive menstruating, which weakened her immune system. Anemia is when you have a lack of iron, correct? Yeah, lack of iron in your blood. And she died of pneumonia. She was 32. She was 32. She was 32. And that's her period killed her. Thing. Yeah, that's not a common thing. <laughs> I just would like to point out, though, that anyone that's ever like, oh, it, it won't kill you. It's like, you know what? Actually, it sort of can. It, it can, might. It might. <laughs> it, it might just. It certainly, you know, having severe anemia will weaken your body oh, just overall and uh, cause you to be more susceptible to a number of things, pneumonia yeah. being one of them. And that is what killed her. It was her main cause of death was pneumonia. At least that's what the autopsy said. That's what the autopsy revealed. One of the things that might have actually contributed to the pneumonia is the cough medicine that she was taking. Cough medicine is supposed to help you stop coughing so that, you know, you're you not can like, get some rest and yeah. yeah, and you're not sitting there hacking away. But it makes you not bring up all the mucus in your lungs. So if you take too much cough medicine to stop a cough, you can actually uh, trigger pneumonia because it allows that mucus to stay in your lungs and then bacteria can grow on it and cause pneumonia. And that's what pneumonia is. It's it's mm-hmm. fluid or something in your lungs that becomes infected or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it might have actually... So she was having, you know, she had been feeling sick for a few weeks up until the point that she died. But if she had been taking quite a bit of cough medicine, along with all these other prescriptions, which I'm sure did not help either, but the cough medicine might have been the thing that actually caused her to develop pneumonia. And then all the other shit, so she didn't, I mean, she And didn't then the anemia, and then all the over-the-counter and prescription meds, yeah. And if you look at just that, you're just like, okay, well, that sucks, it's a tragedy, but then it just gets weirder from there. Yeah, it it definitely does not stop there. (laughs) Following the death, her husband and her mother both behaved very oddly. They continued to live in the same house together. And apparently, according to one uh, investigator, they slept in the same bed. She moved into what had been Simon and Brittany's room and started uh, sleeping in the bed with Simon. Now, that seems weird, but I can see that if they had developed a relationship because it was her daughter's husband, that maybe they just were so sad at losing the person they mutually loved that they just slept in the same bed. I mean, you can sleep in the same bed and not be sleeping together, you know? Right. I just... It's really strange. It is really strange. Like, I have to say that's very odd. It's... It's very odd. I... I can see, I mean, or, you know, sleeping in the same room, I don't want to be alone. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the fact that they, they continue to live together... Some people might even think that was weird, but for me, it was like, well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Instantly, like, move apart? Like, well, it was fucking Britney's house, too. Yeah, it was Britney's house. I'm sure there was, like, lots... Uh, I mean, I'm sure he probably... They were married, so he probably got the estate, but then, yeah, you know, it'd be yeah. pretty fucked up if he just kicked her kicked out his, right yeah, away. I mean, <laughs> come on. It's, I, I can see with people dealing with, with grief and... I mean, I can see it being a more profound grief for her mother because oh, yeah. what it, it's unnatural for a parent to outlive their child. Yeah, it's That's not just, supposed to happen. No, no. So I can see how she would be absolutely beside herself, and and only married for three years. That's still, I mean, that's still quite a. I I can imagine him being quite distraught as well. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's it's terrible to to lose a spouse, and but yeah, it's certainly it's, awful to lose a child. It, but yeah, I mean, it it is just it is a little weird and suspicious it, a bit. Well, and they did some really weird things following it too. They had like some like lots of like professional pictures taken of the two of them yes. together. Yeah, no, see, like, that's where it sort of drops off. Like, so maybe you sleep in the same bed for a couple weeks or something while you're just getting used to it, especially for him since he's used to sleeping with somebody and, may, and you know, whatever. But but when they start getting the, the, the professional photo shoots done, like, that starts also, to get Also, there was, strange. like, this interview on Larry King Live that is just weird. It's just weird and creepy. They come on together, and he's talking about how they didn't want to do the autopsies, talking about her, like, you know, beautiful, immaculate body and not wanting to have that cut up. And then there, and, and he's just, I don't know. It was just, the whole thing was weird. And she kind of cycles between, uh, you know, crying and then laughing at stuff that he's saying. And it's just, I mean, the whole thing was just really, really odd. Yeah. When you watch it, it was just, doesn't yeah, it seem just, right. It does not. It does not seem right at all. It, it really makes you kind of like wonder, like, what exactly is going on here? On March 20th, 2010, Simon Monjack actually invited Radar Online to come into the house and look around and look at where Brittany died. So, again, pretty weird. He... I think it I didn't hear it in the actual um footage that they they have posted of the interview that he did but some people are saying that you know he invited him to come view the death house and this was who did he bring you said radar online radar online and that's just some like yeah it's tabloid a tabloid page yeah. or mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah all right and so mm -hmm. he was just like what's up Here's the yeah. death house. Here's the death house. Wow. Here's the room where she died. I mean, and talk about creepy, creepy, creepy. It showed, he showed off uh, their security system, which had no less than 56 cameras in and around the house. He had them inside the house, outside the house, and all the way down to the cul-de-sac. So, all over the property. He also had biometric door entries and a system that scrambled the phone lines if someone tried to record conversations. So, wow, this guy was like paranoid to the max. Yeah, no shit. He said that both he and Murphy uh, feared for their lives and believed that people were watching him. And Brittany had definitely, in the years that she had been married to Simon Monjack, like, she kind of became more and more of a recluse. And it's speculated that that might be one of the reasons why she didn't immediately seek medical assistance, was that Simon had such a huge paranoia about the paparazzi, about them finding anything in his life. Oh, yeah. And because his uh, visa was out, wasn't it? I think so. I mean, he, my his visa might have been up, and some people say that that might have been why she married him in the first place. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, who gets deported back to England? Like, really? <laughs> no. and, and, and I know it seems like that's not that bad. They're like, your visa's up. You're like, oh, okay. Well, oh, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's the United Kingdom, you know, it's, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're getting sent back to some war torn place. You're, you're going to the United Kingdom. It's not that right. bad. And I don't think, and I mean, I don't think ICE is even going to bother with you when you are from the United Kingdom. They're like, you know, Hey, yeah, they may well you, not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They care about like the brown and black people that are yes, they're in the country. <laughs> they're a little bit overly concerned with uh with with those ones. Yes. They're the ones that should be allowed to have asylum because they're right. in a place or from a place that's you know dangerous to live in. Mm hmm. But instead, but, uh, you yeah. know, just some some white guy in Hollywood that comes from another first world country. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't think they were going to concern themselves a whole lot with it. And even if they did, it's, again, you're 
got to go back to England. Mm-hmm. That big but of then a he deal. didn't. But then he didn't have to because you know he married oh, her. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think it was a little bit beyond uh, worrying about uh, being deported or whatever on his expired visa. I think he the guy just had some problems. Yeah, yeah, major I mean, problems. Yeah. And he kind of drew her into that. So you look at the whole uh, scene of, like, where she died, like, her bathroom floor. He, like, points to the spot where she died. There's, like, this little leopard, like, chaise lounge. That was, like, for one of their pets, for, like, one of their dogs or something. And he's, like, she collapsed right here. And they, like, brought her out to right right, right over here. And this is where they worked on her, like, the paramedics. And right. I mean, the whole thing was really creepy and weird and you look at the bathroom and the entire thing was like covered in cosmetics it seemed like she maybe had a little bit of a hoarding problem it was like every square inch of the counter of like any surface area in that bathroom was covered in little makeup bottles and lipsticks and just tons perfumes. of perfumes, just just tons of makeup, and then he went into her closet, and it was like packed full of clothes, like just clothing rack after clothing rack. You could barely like squeeze through them. So the house was pretty hoarded. And then he's sitting there, he's smoking a cigar, now, and playing at all... the piano, and like Britney loved it when I played piano. I mean, it was just weird. The whole thing was just fucking creepy and weird. Were all the clothes her clothes? Yes, as far as I knew, they were all her clothes. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, so the house I guess was you kind of go either one of two ways. You get rid of pretty much everything except a few special keepsakes, or you hoard it all like a... Just keep it all because you can't let go or something? I don't know. Yeah. So it was... Everything was still there. It was completely packed. Yeah, the house was very, like, messy and, and unkept and just... And then the way he's just acting, he's all like, you know, he's got some major you know stubble going on his hair is like not combed he's gained even more weight i mean he was never like a small guy to begin with but he's just kind of huge and bloated and cigar in his mouth and you know here here's where she died here's the spot and it's just like what the fuck looking almost like a circus collar just like yeah. smoking the cigar. No, oh, here we go. You know, just uh, yeah. Fast Step on up. And, Step on yeah. up, folks. Come Man. see the spot where my wife died. I can't. Uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, grief does some some wild shit to people, but uh, yeah, it does it does. And I'm sure he was probably also heavily medicated because he had some health problems but yeah. i don't know that it was like 90 prescriptions worth of okay. health problems it's been speculated that he might have actually exaggerated a lot of his medical conditions because all right like pretty soon after that interview the guy drops dead himself yeah yeah. Yeah. Sharon calls 911, says he's unresponsive. He dies. He is an autopsy is also done on him and the cause of death ends up being pneumonia and anemia. The same fucking thing. And this was this was 5 months later. 5 months later. Almost 5 months to the day. Now, he took medication because he did have a seizure disorder, and one of the medicine, the medications that Brittany had taken was one of his seizure meds, the clonopin. Yep. Which, but again, is a heavy duty. I mean, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. People take that recreationally. It's really weird, though. He had so many prescriptions. There were about 90 different prescriptions in that house between stuff that had his name on it, Brittany's name on it. There was stuff that was... Uh, labeled for Sharon, her mother, but then using the last name Monjack. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, and it's... they apparently that was part of the paranoia that he had about they they constantly switched doctors and had uh, pharmacies fill under like fake names because he didn't want anybody knowing his business. Uh, some say he he actually had a uh, uh, Mun Munchausen's. Oh yeah, Munchausen's. yeah, not Mun- not Munchausen's by proxy. So yes, he wasn't yes. making. Although you know, who knows? Like, 
maybe he was making her sick in some way or her mother was making her sick in some way to make her, you know, be dependent upon him or her or them, but that he actually made up a lot of health problems himself. For instance, he was supposed to have like all this, these heart problems, but his on in the autopsy, it showed his heart as like being normal. You know, it could have been some sort of like folie à deux situation as well. Yeah. Or like, I guess it would be like, uh, Fully de familia or whatever. Right. Well, I think yeah. he certainly like kind of drew her into his paranoias about being watched, about you know not wanting to go to the doctor. I certainly, I think she she had made an appointment for the Monday uh, following the weekend that she died because she was just feeling so shitty. But I think for the reason she felt like shit for weeks and just was taking all these prescriptions and trying to to treat herself was because of all this paranoia that was put on her. Like, you can't, we can't go to the doctor. Like, right. Yeah. Can't no, have that's... that going on. And then clearly, I don't think he went to the doctor either until he collapsed and then right. died of pneumonia and anemia. And we know the anemia, I mean, this guy's a 300 pound guy. It seems like he'd be eating his steak dinners, but. And he certainly was not having periods. No, he was definitely not anemic due to uh, excessive menstrual flow. <laughs> I no. mean. Probably not a lot of menstrual flow at all going on. Yeah, boy. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was not even happening at all. Um, yeah, so it is really, really weird that they both had the same cause of death listed, yet they were wildly different people as far as like you know their health and the you know what kind of shape they were in and their yeah 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 you know, yeah they did have Very one weird. thing in common, however. What? Well, her mom, Sharon. Sharon, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a a theory that has been floated around. Was that uh, Sharon somehow insidiously poisoned them? That they didn't. They were trying to maybe have a life without Sharon, and Sharon wasn't going to have that. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because there's really no actual proof that she did anything except for. Oh me. yeah really weird but also grief can make people do weird shit i mean grief can make people do weird shit so that's about all we have on her is that she acted really you know they they had a very close relationship with she had a very close relationship with her daughter and clearly had a really close relationship with her son-in-law especially following her daughter's death yes and it definitely was weird and yeah her father angelo Brittany's father angelo was convinced that she was murdered angelo joseph he went by aj yes and he uh he fought for that too yeah he did fight to have her exhumed to have additional testing done the pathologist cyril wecht he actually analyzed some hair samples, and I knew this guy sounded familiar. He's the he's the same guy who um, we mentioned him in our Smiley Face Killers episode. Oh no shit! Yeah, so he he's one of the pathologists who's like, yeah, this is kind of weird, you know, the whole you know, looking at the the cases in in that episode. He he's looked at a lot of those those guys that you know, air quotes, accidentally drowned. Right, And right. he was one to be kind of like, yeah, I don't really agree with that on a lot of the cases. He found lots of concentrates of uh, heavy metal, heavy metals in her hair. And it seemed like there might be some high levels of uh, metals used for um, chemicals used for rat poison which i can only i didn't see arsenic specifically mentioned but i i'm guessing it has to be arsenic is that a heavy metal i don't know if it's a heavy metal but it's usually found in rat poison yeah yeah i don't know what else what else they would be speaking of but my, my guess would be arsenic seems like that would have popped up in the <laughs> but there was uh, 10 possibly toxic heavy metals and all of them were well beyond what the world health organization deems as safe levels all right well yeah 
Sharon, her mother, says that her hair had been contaminated after she died, and so you couldn't really count on that. I don't know in what way uh, she thinks it would have been contaminated, but she contested the results heavily. And whatever Dr. Wecht found, it wasn't enough to convince uh, anyone in the L.A. County Coroner's Office to like change the cause of death. Like, there's Correct. never been anything... Uh, you know, amended to her death certificate. It still lists, uh, like, acute multi-drug intoxication, anemia, and pneumonia as the causes of death. And then as far as Simon goes, I don't know. I, I didn't see that he had his hair tested or anything was found, but it is extremely unusual that he would have also died from the same exact thing. I mean, it's not like you catch anemia. Yeah, from no other shit. people, it, you don't. Yeah, that's I not. Mean, it's not. I mean, you can get it, but you don't catch it. Yeah, uh, pneumonia again. Yeah, I mean, you can give people you, like respiratory disease that's contagious that can uh, cause pneumonia, but this was five months later. Right. It's yeah. It's been uh, talked about some of one of the things that was kind of weird, and I mean, people are just throwing all sorts of things out there because there's just really no clear answer. One of the last movies that Brittany worked on, she was actually fired from the movie because he was uh, acting like a drunken ass, apparently, and she stuck up for him. And she and her mom and him still stayed. They went to Puerto Rico, to San Juan. Oh. Yeah, and she ended up being let go from the movie that was being made out there because of his behavior, but they went ahead and stayed on another like week or so out there. And that uh, her mother and Simon both developed a staph infection. And that later, Brittany got that same staph infection after, you know, both her mom and her husband had been sick with it. He was actually so sick with it, the plane had to make an emergency landing on their way home. Oh, damn. Because he had to be admitted to the hospital. So, I mean, it was pretty serious. Yeah. But, again, this was months after the fact, and, yeah, just nobody can really find one definitive thing that would have caused both of them to uh, both die of pneumonia five months apart. Another thing that has been put forward is black mold in the house. There yeah, were but... some problems with some, I mean, the house is like up on a hill and every, and the water flows down. You can't get black mold in the house. It would not surprise me that there would be mold in that house considering how hoarded it was too. But then wouldn't the, the Sharon would have had some right. sort of now if any because... yeah and and that's what makes people kind of think like maybe she poisoned them because if anyone would be more susceptible to something it would be her the person who uh, had breast cancer and is older it, I mean she's, is older, she's older and obviously has like a more compromised immune system so yeah but she did get in a six hundred thousand dollars settlement from the builders of the house. That's a chunk of change. That is a chunk of change, and so that uh, makes people think that maybe the black mold did have uh, some kind of role to play. Certainly, it might explain some of the paranoia, too, that they exhibited with all the oh, security definitely. cameras. Yeah, I mean, definitely. that stuff can be pretty toxic, but again, uh, why found... only them and not Sharon? That See, that, that throws it. That throws it all out of whack that Sharon didn't have any anything because they have found in many cases of supposed hauntings uh -huh. that later on, like, oh, no, this is black mold because it, it does make it seem like you're being haunted. Yeah. You feel like shit's all out of whack and it's not. And for them, they were convinced that people were watching them and like out to get them and that even maybe somebody was poisoning them. So, I mean, was it was it fear of like a real person doing that? Was it? The fact that he was so paranoid and weird, and it just, you know, made her more paranoid and weird. Uh, was it some weird thing with, like, the mom where she didn't want to, like, let go? Brittany wanted, apparently hated that house and wanted to get out of it, like, really bad and move back to New York. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and she thought it would be good for her career, and she thought it would be good for Simon's career if they got, like, a new start in New York. And supposedly, uh, the mom was, like, not part of that equation. I see. But, um, hard to say. Hard to say what really went on. Uh, nothing has ever been definitively found. The causes of death remain the same. Um, mom's never been charged with anything. She's never actually disclosed anything about the settlement either. And that could be that because of the settlement, they, she had to do some sort of non-disclosure. If there was actually like black mold or something. Yeah, yeah. And she got a settlement for it. It could be like, yeah, you better keep your mouth shut about this particular house. Ha and the amount of mold that was actually in it and how lethal it was, you know, cause, cause everyone's always looking to cover their ass. That's for oh, sure. Well, definitely. So it could be that legally she can't say anything about it. She really has kind of, um, just fallen off the face of the earth. No one's really pretty much heard much from her. Her father died, uh, I believe in 2012. And, yeah, you know, unfortunately, he yeah he, he died, died in two thousand twelve. Yeah, unfortunately, he died, you know, never knowing what really happened, and and convinced that Brittany had been murdered for one reason or another. And so we'll probably never never really know what actually happened. It's, mm -hmm. it's likely, it's possible that even Sharon does not know what actually happened. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh, it's it's sad. It is sad. It's really sad. I myself, I, I mean, this is one where I'm just kind of like, eh, it could be, it could go so many different ways. It could be the mold. Could have been she had something to do with it. I, I think that they were living, uh, for whatever reason, they were living a pretty dysfunctional and unhealthy life. Where it they're taking like too it. many medications, they're not getting good care, their environment is possibly toxic. And then overtreating uh, without the the supervision of a doctor, I think. I I want to say that those are the re the reasons I think that they both died like that. I I don't want to think that the mom had anything to do with it, and I don't think it was some sort of like weird like insidious third party came in and poisoned them. Um, I just yeah. I don't think that. I mean, no offense to to the mother, but I don't really think that she was really cunning enough to pull off yeah. a double murder yeah. and no one being the wiser. It just seems that that's far-fetched, you know? Especially since the dad did so much. I mean, him and like, Brittany's mom and dad were not, did not have a good relationship with one no. another. No. So, I mean, all the legally stuff he that he did to have uh, her exhumed and to have stuff retested none of that pointed to an obvious thing i mean the heavy metals were found but nothing to where it was like okay the, here's the smoking gun for sure this is what killed her i mean yeah. it definitely found stuff that was like you know probably shouldn't be there at higher levels than it you know it was it was unusual but nothing that it was just so obvious i just yeah i don't think that she would have been able to poison them in a way where it was basically not detectable i don't think so either i mean she's yeah. not fucking q from james bond <laughs> you know maybe she is and we just don't know it's not walter white cooking up no. the fucking rice in i mean that's, that's one right. thing i thought no. of you know it causes the flu-like symptoms and everything yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think that she was like you know harvesting beans and making rice and poison you know i i don't i don't see that going on no, no. Unfortunately, we probably won't ever. It's just it's it's a mystery lost to time, most more than likely. Yeah. Her, her advocate, the only person that was really strongly advocating for her after her death, is now also no longer with us, and so right. mother is possibly under some sort of agreement. But whatever the case is, not coming forward to you know push things along. So we'll never know. We will never know. Well, now let's talk about an actor that I don't have any knowledge of, Johnny Lewis. I I, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. I actually rewatched Sons of Anarchy. I just like binged it just because we were doing like Johnny Lewis. Right. 
And he was also in the OC. He played Chili in the OC. That was uh, from 2005 to 2006. He was in Aliens vs. Predator Requiem in yeah, no, 2007. That, no, that I saw. I just did not recognize him from it. That was actually the good Alien vs. Predator. The first one, trash. Second one, which is the Alien vs. Predator Requiem, totally good. So, oh, yeah, I haven't seen either one, actually. Uh, don't bother with the first. You should watch this one. It's good. It's good. Okay. I probably will. I mean, I'm really into the Aliens movie. And yeah. I mean, of course, you know, Predator. I, I'm a fan of, like, the original Predator. but Totally. The second one's good, too. So, <laughs> Predator's also good. So, anyway. Anyway. And then, <laughs> yeah, so 2007. And then 2008 to 2009, he was uh, Kip, a.k.a. Half-Sack Epps in Sons of Anarchy. Now, uh, Sons of Anarchy, I, man, it's like, talk about a show where just like, there is basically like hardly any characters that have one redeemable quality. It's (laughs) a great show. (laughs) It's a great show. And it's meant to be kind of a modern take on Hamlet. And I'm a huge fan of Hamlet. And I mean, I mean, spoiler alert, like, yeah, lots of people die in it. Much like, you know, the Shakespearean tragedies. Right. (laughs) Right. They call them tragedies for a reason. But, yeah, I mean, okay, there's Charlie Hunnam who makes nice eye candy. But, yeah, I mean, even, I mean, he's a total piece of shit. Everybody in this show is just awful. Like, I'm not against uh, people that love to ride Harleys and have motorcycle clubs. But, I mean, oh, God. And just, I, the chicks in the show just, like, piss me all off. It's a good show, but again, it's just, like, I just don't, like, all the characters are just, like, awful people. It's a good show not because you like the characters, but because of other reasons. Yeah, because it's well made, and, um, you know, there are some, like, interesting plot points in it. Uh, I, I love Ron Perlman, who is... I mean, the guy just just gets me because he's like this really classically trained actor. Oh yeah, but he's always like in these like real like meathead uh, parts, you know. Ron Perlman's just... awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Was he Hellboy? Yes, yes. Yeah, Ron Perlman mm-hmm. is awesome. He is awesome. But of course, he's always playing like these thug meathead types, and totally. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Katie Seagal is in it. From, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure Peg most of the from, people. Yeah, Peg Bundy. You would remember her as Peg Bundy. Yep, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that and Leela from uh, from Futurama. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that most people are probably familiar with Sons of Anarchy. It's a pretty. It's a pretty big show. It was a pretty big show, and like I said, I mean, it's got a great cast. Um, it's it's well written, but yeah, just the people are shitty. The the one girl who's like smart. She's a surgeon. She plays Charlie Hunnam's, uh, you know, main squeeze. It's like, dude, she's a surgeon, and she like basically just like throws her whole life away to like be a uh, some like piece of shit biker's old lady because apparently like that's the best you can be if you're a chick. It's like yeah. all the guys are like the criminals, and then the chicks, you know, just are supposed to be like their sidekicks and like cooking for them. And I mean, it's just awful. <laughs> and now he was only in it for a couple of years, right? He like was in it for two seasons. seasons. So he, was he, he the played first... a prospect. And he was like the first main character that actually got killed off. Is that right? Yeah, as he well? was the first main character that got killed off, and he actually wasn't supposed to be killed off. Uh, he asked to be killed off because he felt like the show was just so violent and and whatever. Like he just he didn't, didn't want to be a part of it. He was he like, didn't want to be a part of I it anymore. I don't want to be with all this. I'm sick of being such a shitty person with all these other shitty people and all the fucking violence. Right, the, right. the actors aren't shitty people, obviously, but I mean, no, still. No, but yeah, I mean, it is just a, it's a very, it's a very violent show and lo- lots of awful, violent ways that people are killed. And yeah, he just didn't really want to be a huge part of it anymore. So he, he went to Kurt Sutter and said, I want out. And so they found like this, you know, really honorable way to kill his character off. And yeah, that that was the end of that. And it's because he was he was more of a writer or a a poet, a screenplay, a couple novels. Mm-hmm. He, he was very philosophical. He just like wrote and wrote and wrote about just his thoughts on stuff. And so it was really sort of against his uh, opposite his character. Yes, although. 
To a point. Late, yeah, although later on. Ironically. Yeah. Ironically, as luck He gets would have into it, a motorcycle yeah. accident. Yeah, he did get into a motorcycle accident, and uh, his family really feels like that had a lot to do with um, what eventually happened. Oh, I'm sure. The thing with traumatic brain injuries is that it can change your personality mm -hmm. 100%. Yes. Your brain is a very, very complicated organ. We don't know shit about it, really. Right, right. And so, I mean, I'm sure he suffered from ECT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, we're, we're learning more and more about it, mostly through uh, unfortunate instances with uh, professional football players. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, w I would very much agree with his parents' take on it, that the motorcycle accident he suffered in 2011 caused him to have all sorts of problems subsequently he was involved in uh he was arrested a few different times and he would just do crazy shit like fucking yeah break into someone's house and then when the people showed up they'd like get out and he would attack them uh-huh yeah so he had assault and battery charge from breaking into someone's house he would say like oh i heard something weird and and broke into a lady's apartment and then when uh he you know, the police came. He was like, oh, I thought this was somebody else's apartment. And right. Somebody else lived here. I mean, he just didn't, wasn't really making a lot of sense. Just suddenly just seemed to be having all these issues with either breaking into people's homes or being violent to people after he broke into their homes. It it just wasn't great. I mean. Not at all. I mean, he went to jail. He was in uh, court he went to like different houses hospitals like psychiatric wards all mm -hmm. fucking kinds of shit and the unfortunate thing is is that it just didn't seem like uh at any one point anybody properly diagnosed him never never no and and he didn't really get any treatment and I I would suspect, like, along with his family, that it, it had a lot to do with a, a head injury. And his father even went so far as to schedule two different MRIs for him. And both the times he refused treatment. And it's like, what do you do? What do you do when it's like your adult kid that you can't, you know, make them do anything? Well, it's a male, so obviously you can't just take his fucking right. lights away, you know? <laughs> right. Unlike Britney Spears, where, yeah, yeah. you know, hey... I mean, this was probably one of the times where maybe it should have been where, like, you know, court ordered that yeah, no shit. something happened. No but shit. you would think that, I mean, okay, so if he didn't have any legal trouble, I can see where it'd be hard for his father to, you know, force him to have an MRI. But then he's, like, demonstrating all this bizarre behavior. And still the courts don't intervene and say, well, let's get a full evaluation. Let's get a psyche eval and let's also you know, take a look at the inside of your head. Right. See if anything's going on. Or maybe the whoever's doing a psyche veil doesn't, like, think to be like, oh, hey, let's take an MRI and just make sure some of these problems you have aren't are actually, you know, coming from a physical source. It's, I really feel like he was failed by a lot of... Uh, a big shock that yeah. mental health has failed people. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, mental health in our in our country is just not where it should be. Yeah. So now, before the accident, he stayed at this place mm -hmm. with this this woman, Kathy Davis. It was her place. Yes. And it was called the Riders Villa in Los Feliz, California, and it was just where it, it was kind of just. It was like a little bit of a sanctuary. Yeah, I want to say it's like a hippie thing, but not really yeah. hippie. It's just it's more for the creative people. It's like you can get away from all the 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 the. You can get away from Hollywood and kind of just chill out in this place. It's a big place. It's nice. You got mm -hmm. your own room. The woman, Kathy Davis, was super fucking chill. She'd make you food and just make you was was a wonderful woman. And yeah, it's like just, just come to my place. It's, I mean, it's like going to like getting away to like some like really nice relative. Like you've had some sort of like trauma or something's just not going right in your life and you like you know get away to aunt so-and-so's place and you're just oh, she, you know if, kind of away from it all and she dotes on you and you're in this lovely setting and you can just relax and it was anything it wasn't just like it had to be catastrophic it'd be like right. I, I had a bad reading and she'd be like oh mm -hmm. 
come here and give you a hug or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, Val I Kilmer with my stayed boyfriend. there. Yeah. Val I mean, Kilmer yeah. stayed there. Val Kilmer, Parker Posey was there, Thomas Jane. Yeah. Matt Bomer. Of, Matt mm-hmm. Bomer was, was in Chuck. I don't know if you saw Chuck. He was also in White Collar. No, but, I saw uh, neither of those movies, okay. but I, I know who uh, actually, yeah. uh, <laughs> Thomas shows, Jane and Val yeah. Kilmer and Parker Posey are. Yeah, but it was, and Paula Poundstone, she was a, a stand-up comedian. She was hilarious. She <laughs> might still be a stand-up comedian. I don't know. But nevertheless, a lot of people stayed there. It wasn't just like some place. It was like a place, you know? It was, it was you know, probably fairly well-known in the uh, Hollywood community. Yeah, yeah. And so after this hardship and all this fucking shit all this shit's going on he's got like you know court cases this that and the other he ended up being sentenced to a year in jail but six weeks later ends up being released because of overcrowding <laughs> yeah which is something else <laughs> shocker uh, so, so he gets sent here. following that yeah he ends up back at the villa again and uh that's that's when it all goes that's... really 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 bad and i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna go ahead and just quote uh an article by bill jensen for lamag.com called the secret life of johnny lewis because it's it's pretty awful to be warned this is brutal as fuck guys so here we go as the police pulled up to the writer's villa they spotted johnny lewis in the middle of the driveway lying face up and lifeless Looking at the villa, they saw a patio and a roof, which rose about 15 feet above the ground. They noted that Lewis's left eye socket was caved in. His skull was smashed just to the left of center. He had plunged from either the second floor or the roof and died instantly. Inside, the scene was even more gruesome. Walking upstairs from the first floor, which was pristine, investigators had to step over the broken glass before entering a large bedroom in the southwest corner, Lewis's room. There they found a rusty hammer with traces of blood on it. Following the trail of destruction to the attached bathroom, they discovered the body of a dead cat in the shower, covered in blood, its skull bashed in. I mean, this is just Fuck so that. disturbing. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Just awful. Like, why? Why would you kill somebody's cat? Because he's a fucking piece of shit. I'm sorry. You kill a cat, you're a piece of shit. You are a piece of shit, but again, I mean... Unless you're you're doing it for, like, humane reasons. Well, I don't think you bash a cat's skull in for human reasons. But I'm saying, like, there's vets out there that kill cats, but they're not killing cats because they're pieces of shit. They're killing cats because they have, like, cancer and stuff there. They're right, euthanizing cats. Right. Kill, I mean, you euthanizing know, so. cats is one thing. Um, Bashing their heads in with a hammer or whatever um, is, is yeah, not. that's that's fucking awful. That is and fuck really anyone who does that. Fucking awful. Although, I mean, if he was like completely out of his fucking mind, I mean, it's still awful. But it's it's not like when somebody purposefully, like in their right mind, tortures cats. Like that is just that's the absolute worst. Truth. Across the hall from Lewis's room was the master bedroom, Kathy Davis's room. There was blood on her bed frame, wall, table, and chair. On the floor next to the bed lay her body. The blunt force trauma to her head fractured her entire skull and obliterated the left side of her face, leaving her brain exposed. Brain and tissue matter seen on the floor around her. Her face is covered in blood, her nose is split down the middle, and her upper jaw is split open. There are also four small puncture wounds on her left cheek, presumably from a mechanical pencil found beside the body. So officially, Davis uh, died of blunt force trauma to the head, which was inflicted by Johnny Lewis. And... So he also killed her cat. So he ba- he bashed in the cat's skull, and he uh, bashed in Kathy Davis's skull, um, for no other reason than maybe she had confronted him about uh, shutting the power off to the house the night before because he said the light was unbearable. Now he also met his neighbor, and then he like attacked his neighbor this blackburn guy 
Mm-hmm. So he attacked a painter that was there, and then his neighbor was trying to pull him off the painter, and so he attacked his elderly neighbor, who was like 70 years old. But then, I mean, his neighbor got a few good shots off until the three of them, his the neighbor, his wife, and the painter were able to get into his house. And that's when he headed back. And that's when he attacked and killed Ms. Davis. Her cat and then and then her. Pretty freaking awful. Yeah. There was a lot of speculation after he killed Kathy Davis, her cat, and then either jumped to his death or fell. No one's really able to you know determine uh what which of those was the scenario but uh, a lot of people were thinking like okay like this kind of you know somebody just snapping like this this level of brutality this had to be drug induced well there was not a drug in his body which is like the really fucked up part now another thing could be he did grow up as a scientologist and they do resist psychiatric care so it's possible yes. he had an undiagnosed psychiatric problem that was always there and just never showed itself or was brought forward by the traumatic brain injury. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't think that he had one throughout his whole life. I mean, I don't know this for sure, obviously, but it seemed to be that up until up until just uh couple of years before he died he seemed to have a pretty good grip on things he that's very true he had uh, quite a bit of success you know he had he had successful movie roles um he dated katie perry for a couple of years and then it's it seemed like you know the point where things really just go downhill is the the motorcycle accident and the motorcycle accident wasn't the only head trauma he suffered after that when he was in jail, he would be slamming his head into the wall. I mean, he would be doing self-damaging things quite a bit. One of the um, assaults that he committed, he, well, he attacked these guys with a with a glass bottle in this house in one of the apartments that he broke into. But they <laughs> yeah. also beat him up pretty bad, too. They fucked him up pretty good. Yeah. So he had a lot of head trauma following that. Also, it could be a couple, I mean, if you want to talk psychiatric conditions, I think he was like 26 when he died or something like that. But he was in his mid-20s, and that's usually when you start having psychotic breaks due to schizophrenia is usually when that raises yeah. So it could be the head trauma and also schizophrenia. Um, Could have been schizophrenia just in and of itself, but... But yeah, again, it was whatever it was. It was not drugs, and no one he had not a drug in his system when this happened. So that just kind of deepens, like the like the what the fuck happened? Because you're talking about a guy who who wanted to, you know, had a really promising role and probably a lucrative role in a TV show, but wanted to quit because it was just too, like, kind of, like, fucked up and violent. And, and then this he, is what he does? And then right. he beats an 81-year-old woman to death and beats a cat to death? Yeah, it seems to me like that's not... Uh, yeah, there's something going on in there. And Somebody who up until, like, recently seemed to be kind of like a, you know, like a sensitive, bright person. Yep. Um, And then you go and, and just do something like this, just brutally, brutally murder a woman and her cat a woman who's been nothing but kind to you for years yeah, yeah. uh-huh it's and kind just, to everybody for years yeah yeah and you do it without having a single fucking drug in your body yeah that that's just some that's some crazy fucked up shit right there well i think that's about it for hollywood mayhem three yeah, I think that's all the mayhem I can handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mayhem-tastic. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. As you're all aware, if you've heard us before, you can find us any place that we're at as far as social media is concerned at either Stranger Than Podcast or Stranger Than. You can also join our Patreon if you like us and would like to hear more of us. For $5 a month, you will get a bonus episode. They're now true crime episodes. In the past, they have been other things we have episodes about Amelia Earhart, Johnny Appleseed, 
there's a couple episodes that we do um, relaying some tales from a thousand and one Arabian Nights. Weird ways to die. Weird ways to die. Uh, there's, life. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a whole there's a few. sort of variety, but in the end, we just decided to sell out to the true crime. <laughs> there are, yeah. Well, you know, people people like it. People do like it. I like it. There are a total of twenty four of our bonus episodes at this point. So that's for five dollars a month on Patreon. Uh, for two dollars a month, you get our regular episodes, but you get them ad free, which is agreeable to many people. You know, we got to do, we got to eat, you know? So ads. <laughs> For $1 a month, you can just give it to us because because you love us. And I know you all love us. Also, check out the podcast syndicate we are a part of, ageofradio.org. You can actually find us and listen to us on Age of Radio at ageofradio.org slash stranger than. Uh, we'd like to again thank you to Sarah. She is our uh, basically the third person in stranger than podcast at this from this point forward so um you may not hear her but you will be hearing her words and you'll be seeing her graphics and with that i think we will talk to you next time and stay strange Mm -hmm.